0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. Uh, Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the -the in-off-the-post show, the uh, small little show that J.K. and myself tend to do. I'm Stanford Chidge, by the way. He is Jonathan Kidd, uh, where we read out the wonderful uh, emails in old money letters, handwritten on vellum with a uh, quill uh, by our wonderful uh, Chelsea Fancast listeners, who do us proud every week and send in some incredibly humorous and thoughtful and thought-provoking emails do they not, J.K.? They do, kid, with a quill. I yes. didn't realise
1: that. Yes, oh, yes. They wouldn't...
0: are old school. They are old school, aren't they? Hey? They're old school.
1: On parchment, yes. of vellum, on
0: vellum. Well, It would be parchment, really, because vellum is too heavy to write on, really. Is it true? Oh. You use vellum for book covers, really, and parchment is the thinner, more exquisite paper made from the skins of cows.
1: Oh, how intriguing. Are you sure you can't stencil on vellum?
0: Well, maybe you could. Anyway, shall we uh, get on with it?
1: Yeah, all right, mate, yeah. Uh, JP McCreet. Do you think that's right? Or oh, McCrite? What do you think, J.P. McCrite.
0: JP to his friends. JP
1: McCrete. I've met JP, I think, yes. Um, greetings and salutations, Chelsea fancast, upper echelon and lower ones. Rrr. Firstly, happy new season to you all. It's nice to hear your voices. Greet our luggoles. It's been missed. Not so sure about the singing, though. Oh, okay. I'd like to break and use a term a very good fellow Chelsea supporter uses that you may know of. Uh, Johnny Vaughan lets kick football out of football, and I thought this would be a good chuckle if Mr Kidd, hello, JK, love you, mate, reads this out in the style (laughs) of (laughs) that. I've been... dabbling open chat AI and thought this was a good chuckle. P.S. I'm off to the Legends game in a few weeks, so I don't drink. I hopefully might bump into a few of you. Space, the final frontier. As we examine the current state of Chelsea Football Club, it's clear there are challenges on this uncharted pitch. The team's warp core, if you will, seems a bit unstable. Perhaps some communication breakdown between players causing a misalignment in their tactical trajectories. And I not mean, keep this up, Jid, you know. To write the course, we need unity amongst the crew. I have had enough of yo! That's when he kicks in, kicks um, the chap from Back to the Future into the, playing the Klingon, into the, uh, into the ravine on the Genesis planet, by the way, that. I have had enough of yo! So I think I'll carry on. Um, a shared vision. <laughs> I'm this up for fuck's sake. A shared vision and coordinated maneuvers are essential. Just as the enterprise crew relies on each other's expertise, Chelsea must leverage the unique skills of its players. By fostering strong bonds and boosting morale, they can achieve harmony on and off the field. Exploration requires Adaptability and so does football. Captain Stamford Bridge, lead your team with strategic innovation, swift adaptation to opponents' manoeuvres and a touch of audacity by harnessing the spirit of exploration and working together like a synchronised warp drive. Chelsea can once again boldly go to the summit of football greatness. Up the Chels.
0: Completely mental, JP. I love it and I commend you for it. And well done, J.K. Not a bad effort. Not, Not a bad, a bad effort. effort. It was thrown upon me, but um... Kirk's quite hard to do. It's a bit like Christopher Walken. You know, everybody thinks they can do Christopher Walken, but it's actually really quite hard.
1: He, he he's when he does the uh, "I have had enough" of it's very stuttery the way he speaks. But I, I'm, I'm afraid with a whole speech like that, I'd have to, you know. Hey, come on,
0: come on, J.P. Come on, mate. You know. Yeah, we should have rehearsed that one, shouldn't we? mate you know but you kirk know. speaks a bit like that I and mean, it's all quite inquisitory
1: oh yeah you're right
0: yeah and he suddenly gets very really fast and then he slows down for dramatic effect which you should have done a half of it perhaps we should have done it together oh, yeah, no, we should have rehearsed it anyway never mind jp hope you're well mate it's lovely to hear from you i i sadly won't be at the leg ends game um because i got stuff to do and uh uh, and I won't be there, which is a great shame, really. It's the trouble of not being in London anymore. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm becoming a bit fair weather, really. You know, if I was down a road in Pimlico, it would be all right, but I'm not. So sorry about that, mate. But I do hope I get to see you uh, once in the season. It'd be lovely to catch up with you. I haven't seen you for a very long time. Now this is from frequent uh, emailer, Mr. Stephen Osborne. Dear Chidge, the euphonious JK and guest, if indeed there is one, there is not. Uh, a few quick points after last week's epistle about the US summer tour. First, so happy to see Chidge latch on to Mrs. Chidge's bank holiday ruse. The no podcast on a bank holiday Monday were cry- were requiring the See You Next Tuesday pro- proclamation genius. And how did it take the fancast team so long to realise the in-joke? Kudos to Mrs Chidge for setting this up, and happy birthday Mrs Chidge. She will be delighted to know you've wished her a happy birthday, Stephen. Second, four of us are going to be coming to the Forest home game on September the 2nd. You cannot imagine how exciting this is for us. It turns out that my parents' 60th wedding anniversary is two days before the game, so given we are flying over the pond for the family celebrations, of course we had to make a trip to Stamford Bridge. The fixture list could not have fallen more kindly, and our closest fan group, our nearby Boston Blues, fixed us up with four tickets in the West Down Lower, one block away from where we used to have season tickets. As I said last week the Chelsea US fan groups are brilliant yeah here here they absolutely are Ben at Boston Blues was emailing away to me. I know Ben really well. He's an absolutely tip-top bloke, uh, Stephen. So do say hello to him for me. Uh, despite getting ready to head off on his honeymoon, and he even reached out personally to see if we would be able to make the Wimbledon game too. We can't. We'll be coming to the stall to get the fanzine. We'll be meeting up with Neil Beard for a beer. Well, at this point, I have to stop, Stephen, because Neil Beard is an absolutely huge mate of mine. I had no idea you knew Neil. Neil. Uh, if you know, if you're a mate of Neil's, then you are clearly a very fine gentleman. Uh, there are very few finer than old Beardy himself. And if you're going for a, a a beer with Neil, be careful because it'll mean at least eight. It won't be just one with Neil. Uh, and we'll hope to make it to the cock two pre-game. Chidge, you said you have a prior commitment, which of course is a terrible shame. Stephen, tell me about it. I mean, mate, I'm I am beyond gutted. It's just it's just every year I go to this event which is the first week in September and I just pray that it doesn't clash with a Chelsea game and of course it invariably does uh and uh, I mean if it's away then I usually won't get a ticket anyway but I'm really gutted I'm gutted not because I'm missing the game because I'm not going to be meeting you which would have been great anyway say lovely now we would have loved to have been able to meet you but there's always next time there is indeed but if there will be fancasters at the cock we'll see you there in the garden there will be dan will have a table booked I'm not sure if Tony will be there because I think he is, uh, on France. So we might not, you might not see Tony, but Dan will certainly be there. Jonathan, if he can be persuaded, might venture out to the back of the cock. He doesn't mind a bit of the back of the cock occasionally. Um, yes. And there'll, there'll be a few people who are, who are mates of ours. Martin might be there. Um, you never know, but uh, Dan will certainly be there. Introduce yourself to him and, uh, and uh, and he will buy you a beer. I vouch for him. So there we go. Now, third. I'm too frightened to save this letter until after the Luton game, so it's going to be sent on Thursday. We better have four points by the time you read this out. Fourth, and this may go a bit longer, but it's a general grumble about the way we are incentivized to sell Academy players for accounting benefit. My overall premise here is that the accounting can fuck right off. This is football. We come to watch football to get away from things like death, taxes and accounting. A quick aside before I get into my grumble. I just ploughed my way through Kieran, Swiss ramble, 67-page analysis of Chelsea's financial fair play position. If you don't have the stamina... The conclusion is as follows. Yeah, I I read it to Stephen. I had to st- uh, uh, speed read it because it was. I think I was about to do a podcast, so I, I didn't have time to read it all. But I uh, he's very good. He honestly he he's very reliable and is usually about bang on. Anyway, uh, Stephen's conclusions are: we need to get a shirt sponsor, we need to qualify for the Europa League at least, we need to bin the Belgian breeze block, we need not to fire Potch or else. I'd take all four scenarios, of course, as would I. As would I. Uh, but here's my grumble and a suggestion. Let me start by saying Lewis Hall. I'm going to use him as a case study. I'm not especially fanatical about Lewis Hall. He looked a very tidy player, very talented, head seemingly screwed on, and had spent over 10 years at the club putting in the work to earn a few games at a very young age. Amazing progress, and for the most part, he looked like he had what it takes to do well. Just like Malo Gusto. Except Gusto put those years in with Q exaggerated French accents, please. A. S. Villefontaine, Bourgoin Jall, and Lons. Where was that all right, JK? Lons. Lons. Uh, where, where whereas Lewis did his graft at Cobham. So let's wind the clock back a few days to August the fifteenth. On that day, we had two promising young players, Marlowe and Lewis. Let's pretend they are equally gifted, and from the perspective of our squad coverage, we could do with either one of them. On the books, Lewis has cost has a cost of zero, and Marlowe has a cost of 31 million. But they are both worth about 31 million, aren't they? So they are basically the same asset, but they have opposite extremes in value for the purposes of our accounts. Lewis is sitting on our balance sheet at a zero, and Marlowe is there at 31 million ignoring squad composition the decision of which player to sell therefore is fundamentally affected by book value not player value so it's bye bye lewis kuching
1: how we'll does deep in there for a second judge yes uh, lewis plays on the left and Gusto I, I, plays on i
0: know the... but i think he's using it illustratively
1: it doesn't quite work does no
0: i know but I, I, I he's making a point and he's using that as a as a as an example okay all
1: right all
0: right. Uh okay. Oh, sorry. I, I, I agree that technically there was an inaccuracy there because Gusto is not a right back. Lewis Hall is a left Lewis, back. Yeah. I, I get that. But i I think as an illustrative point you could go around the squad saying much the same thing. How does this help anyone? What possible reason is there for this to be a thing? a thing that is accepted as um, just the way it is. I'd say in general, most people that love the game would want to reward a club that invests in youth player development, and the accounting rules do just this, but only if clubs flog their homegrown talent. The rules don't serve the interests of the poor bloody player who has slogged their way through the academy, developed a bond with the club, with the fans, and then gets shipped out to some far-flung corner of the country for the sole purpose of balancing the books. So here's an idea a loophole is it feasible say we had sold lewis to george spencer's bit on the side <laughs> winchester city fc and my bit on the side stephen for 31 million on august the 15th and then bought him for 32 million on august the 16th on an eight year deal think about it we'd have a profit of 31 million winchester would have a million extra in the bank 31 million cost 32 million income and we'd have an asset of 32 million on our balance sheet Amortizing at four million a year, that thirty two million asset called Lewis Hall would have essentially cost us one million in cash. Win win, win, can we do that? I have no idea stephen uh, on, Here's another idea. How about we uh, we just could value our academy players and have them on our balance sheet at their market value, not their cost. Mason Burstow, 20 million. Trev Chalobar, 40 million. Conor Gallagher, 50 million. Reese James, 100 million. If we could do this, we would not be rewarded for selling homegrown players for pure profit. Instead, we would be rewarded for adding value to our players' worth in the transfer market. So stick your accounting and financial fl- fair play up your arse. Cheers and up the Chelsea.
1: So, Stephen. Stephen, yes. So, Stephen, I, I, I think the problem is, is that um, I don't think Pochettino want, wanted to have Lewis Hall. So I don't think it was a matter of whether he was a um, uh, a Cobham boy or not, uh, because he didn't play him during the pre-season. He only gave him minutes. I didn't think he thought he was good enough because he had Matson, who was a Cobham boy. Um, so, and also, I don't think they're getting rid of. All of the Cobham boys, particularly, um, right? They got rid of Mason, but he wanted to go. Um, uh, um, who else have they got rid of, Chidge? Who's a Cobham boy? Um, uh, who else is there, Chidge? Help me out here, mate. I, can't, I can't
0: think at this moment. I can find out if you want.
1: No, no. I, 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 that's why I think it's it's not as if we're we're just selling all the Cobham people off.
0: Um, because no, the the press have sold them off for us.
1: Yes, yes, because you know we haven't sold Rhys James, we haven't sold uh, um, Connor Gallagher, we haven't sold Chalobert. There's a possibility we may. Well, Tre- um, I
0: mean Trevo and Chalobert, Trevo and Chalobert, Trevo and Connor have been mooted as going all summer. They all may, summer. they may still go for all we know. Trevo's, uh,
1: Trevo's injured at the moment. Well, I I think this, well Lewis think- Lewis
0: is gone. Hudson and Doyle, They've been trying to get rid of. He's another academy product.
1: He, he he hasn't been playing, and he's been hasn't even been figuring for. Is it who's he playing for? Leipzig, wherever he's playing for, he hasn't even been getting in the first team for them. R- R-
0: Loftus cheek.
1: Loftus cheek, fair enough, but but I mean, were you, were you ever happy with him as a? Oh, as I, a... I
0: think he'd had his chance personally. Mount, I didn't want to go, but Mount wanted to go. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's. it's somewhere in between you and Stephen, I think, is that you you may well find the truth. And I think, actually, it'll all depend on what happens in the next couple of days. I mean, it's very interesting what you say. I think, from the outside looking in, you could say, uh, well, obviously Pochettino didn't fancy Lewis, because he fancies Mattson more, so he let Lewis go. That would be the logical conclusion to make. But what we don't know this, you could say if, he, if if Connor Gallagher stays, then you could say, well, that's because Pochettino rates him and told the club not to sell him. But again, the reality is, oh, we don't know. Andy 87 says Gilmore, but that was kind of large. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, look, the reality is we don't know. We don't know if who's making the decision. We don't know if Poch is getting the last say. We don't know. If Poch was saying, I'd rather you sold Lewis Hall and keep Matson, or I'd rather we keep Gunnar Gallagher, we will know more in the next two days. But I still, I don't think we will know, because we don't definitively know who has the casting vote, who makes the final decision on which players get sold. I, like you, I hope that it's the manager, because I think that they're the ones that should have the final say. They are the ones that are that are having to play the players and getting a tune out of them. But we also know that that's a bit kind of old hat, and these days it's statos like Winstanley and Stewart. Uh, it, may, it may be neophytes like Baghdadi and Boli, but the reality is we know nothing. Yes. Indeed. Great email, Stephen. I, I Just to reiterate, I'm absolutely gutted. I can't see you uh, in, the, in, in uh, the, uh, the Forest game. I'm really gutted because you've been such a... Uh, a great contributor to the show over the last year or so. And uh, obviously you're also a Patreon member, but also you're a mate of Neil Beard. So uh, as I said, uh, any, any mate of Neils is a massive mate of mine. So I'm very sorry not to see you. We'll make it up to you. I promise. Uh, next email, JK.
1: Ben Brooks. the you and kiddie? Oh, lovely kiddie. Fancy calling me kiddie. I like that. Uh, I last emailed you a lot when Frank was sacked. Uh, God, that was a long time ago, Ben. Blimey. Uh, Ryan Sterling is a great man. I think any Chelsea fan doubting him, maybe myself included, on the odd occasion, shouldn't be so quick to judge a great player and man. I think it's slightly over the top. Never mind.
0: Uh, I don't know. He so, goes on. He goes on.
1: No, I know. I know. But, you know, but, you know. Um, the fact he a man took England to the final of Euros and was the best player throughout when he had a lot of abuse from fans and media because of gun tattoos and buying his mum a house, that's true. Having a child at an early age, the kid now man clearly has something about him. Interesting. Now, at the Chelsea, a lot of criticism, some of it justified. It's important to note that Tommy T, who I still love so much, you and me both, Ben, was desperate to sign this young man for a reason. The fact Tommy T knew he would be good signing personally called Raheem to get him on board for the Chelsea, says it all about this chap who's been... In shaving utensil adverts, yes, and making a fucking fortune out of it, Ben. Um, let's all get behind Ryan because I think we have a rocking, fucking, fucking great player who could go on to achieving great things at the Chels. Um It's a little bit disturbing, by the way, Ben, that every time you write the Chels, there is a uh, it's a um, C with a, a hat on, and uh, it looks very peculiar. But never mind, just saying. Um, Love you all. Thanks so much for your content means a lot of the work, a Lot means a lot the work you do and have done. Thank you, Ben. You're very nice. Lots of Chelsea. Love Ben in Brighton. P.S. Um, I started drinking like it was the semi-final in the Champions League tonight, watching their game because it's been so long since Chelsea won a game at home. Hence why I got a bit soppy in the last email. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking happy after Chelsea beating Luton. <laughs> Who'd have thought that after winning the Champions League a couple of years ago? Beating Luton at home would feel this good. God, I love this club. Mate, you are not alone. You are not alone
0: with your love. He, he summed it up perfectly. That That is exactly what football is about, that we can be that that ecstatically happy after beating a team we should have pummeled anyway. But just the joy of beating anybody at the moment uh, and, and yet we there we were, champions of the world two years ago. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, honestly, I enjoyed Friday night. i t- tell you what, actually. Uh, Friday night football, I have to say, call me a, a rat and a turncoat, but I, I, I quite liked it. Turncoat. I quite liked it. I had the whole of the weekend to enjoy myself and chill out, and uh, I got shit face on Friday, and it didn't matter. It was, I quite liked it. And do you know what? I spoke to Kerry today, Kerry Dixon. And he said, oh, yeah. he, he said, yeah, mate, he said, I used to like Friday night games because uh, I could I could do what I wanted for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> I thought that was so Kerry, you know, anything. anything. He was on the field at halftime, wasn't he, Kerry? He was. He he, he said, oh, I don't know how I did. I, I wish they hadn't asked me, you know, because I'm a bit, you know, because he's a, a Luton boy. I said, yeah. mate, you were hilarious. I said, I have to catch you because I basically queued up. I actually disappeared down to Gate 17's bar five minutes before half time.'" because I, hung- I was hungry, having had a few beers beforehand. It, I got the, the fucking queue did not move for 10 minutes. It, they are, it is so inept, and I just thought, fuck this. Stormed off in high dudgeon and went to sit back down. And, uh, and there we go. Kerry was just being introduced on the pitch, and he was hilarious, because Lee Parker said, so how excited are you for Poch and the new regime, Kerry? He said, well, I wouldn't exactly say excited. I think they need to show me a bit more to get excited about," he said. I said, oh, "Good on you, Kerry. He, he always calls it as it is. He, he talks like he played. Absolutely he, he, no fear.
1: He has become very good at all of that. He's he very good indeed, very funny, very amusing man. Yeah. Very and, and a very very friendly, sweet
0: man as he's well. A, man. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, we're we're blessed. To, we're blessed to have got to know him, aren't we, really?
1: wonderfully approachable if anybody sees him guys if you happen to see him anybody at the game and you you feel a bit fearful about going up and saying hello, he won't have a problem with it he loves it he does he's, he's, Ooh, uh, that reminds so, me
0: jk yeah. you're you're a genius i mean this this we obviously already knew um but uh <clears throat> okay um sorry the throat's going off after two hours of talking but Kerry, as you may or may not know, does a lot of the tours at Chelsea, right? So if you go and buy a tour, I don't know how much you have to pay these days, but you go along and they give you a tour of the stadium, the dressing room, the trophy room, the museum and all of that. And they always get an ex-player to take you round. And the best ones are when Kerry does it. I, I, I am biased. I love the man. Uh, but he is, honestly, as JK said, he's very sweet. He's got a lot of funny stories and he's very, he's just good. And, he, and I said to him, I said, mate, do tell me what your dates are. Because I often get asked by people, I'm thinking of doing a tour at the club. Do you know when Kerry will be hosting it? So I've got the dates out of him. And I believe they are as follows. Uh, Saturday, the 14th of October this year, 3.30 p.m., Saturday the 25th of November 3.30pm we've got Newcastle away that day Saturday 10th of February 2024 3.30pm we've got Palace away that day and Saturday the 23rd of March 3.30pm uh, uh, that's the international break so if you want to get on one of the tours then those are the dates in which Kerry will be doing them so there we go, I recommend it
1: <coughs> I know that, uh, I, um, we were talking about about um, Rhyme Sterling earlier, and uh, uh, what you make some very good points about him, Ben. And uh, we all, like with all these players, we want them to do well. It's always the case. And the fact that he is now revealing himself as, as the player w- that we knew he was, but he hasn't done at all before, is fantastic. Because it's not as if we ever want a player to come along and be rubbish. And I agree with you completely, if um, you say a lot of criticism justified, but um, uh tommy t as you say was a, a good an uh, an analysis analyst i should say of of players and he was a good signing for him and i think he he wasn't helped by tommy t um being sacked as i think many of them weren't helped by and uh and then them dealing with somebody who was completely out of their depth just made them completely lose focus uh so uh, uh it's it's good to see somebody um who has been a it was, it paid a huge wage for the club he's actually it's actually putting in a very good performance it's um it's it's excellent and i agree with you he he was a ter- as i said a really terrific player and uh let's hope he'll carry on being a really terrific player
0: yep here here right we're going to have a quick break so we can have a cup of tea and then we'll be right back afterwards away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, eighteen plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. dot com JK Yes Chich. You know how frustrated we get when we can't get a ticket to an away match and it's not on the telly? Oh yes. Oh. Well, I think I've found the answer. You have? I have. It's NordVPN, and it allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. Oh, that sounds
1: great. How do they do that?
0: Well, with just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match. Oh, isn't that a bit risky, though? I wouldn't want people getting their hands on my personal details. No problem, JK. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, well, wow, great, but uh, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, mate. Oh, indeed it is, Chidge. Where do I sign up? To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash ChelseaFanCast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea FanCast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea. Welcome back. This is Stamford Chidge, and uh, this is the Chelsea Fancast. And it's the in-off-the-post iteration, whereby me, Stamford Chidge, and JK will read out uh, some great emails from the listeners that have uh, been sent in over the last week. And the first one is from Geoff Jones. He says, evening, gen- gentlemen, evening, gentlemen, uh, good win. Glad to see Jackson get his first competitive goal. I have a question that isn't football related, and maybe I can answer it. Oh, he's a Yank. I should have realized that. Maybe oh, He's actually from Atlanta. Atlanta. Should I start again? Evening, gentlemen, good win. Glad to see Jackson get his first competitive goal. I have a question that isn't football related. and Maybe I can answer it. How's that?
1: Very good, Chich. Very good. You should have done the, uh, the uh, Star Trek.
0: James. Tiberius Kirk yeah, yeah. Yeah. my wife and I are watching The Great Escape and I pointed out to her that uh, Richard Attenborough was a big Chelsea supporter, she asked me how why he was given the title of Lord as opposed to Sir, being an American I'm not familiar with Jarl's tiddies, sorry titles easy mistake to make
1: uh, easy mis- I would make that mistake yeah, too you know
0: that? Yeah, yeah I know uh, I'm not familiar with the Isles titles, other than knowing that you guys knight entertainers from time to time. Sir Paul McCartney, Sir Elton John, ETC. I feel like JK could educate me on this, given his age and lineage. Ha ha. Absolutely well, correct. I, absolutely correct. Well, actually, yeah. you're incorrect, because I am—I have more experience in this line than oh. you do. But anyway. Oh, you,
1: of course, Chich. I'm so sorry, of yeah. course.
0: Uh, as always, as always. you as
1: always, the Duke if,
0: of Kid. You're the Duke of Kid. Do you know that Dukes outrank an earl?
1: Uh, I didn't know that. No, in
0: fact, Dukes wank higher than anybody else in Womb. They, they,
1: they'd throw as much higher, is it?
0: Absolutely. As always, I really appreciate the effort y'all put into the fan cast. It's something I look forward to every week. Keep up the great work. Blue is the color. Sorry, color spelt incorrectly because it's spelt in the American. <laughs> I'm, I'm only Joe. Jeff. We love you, mate. Jeff from Atlanta, Georgia. You see, that is a place I would love to go to. Georgia. That, you know i i've been to a lot of places in the states but never you know the south really the proper old south the bit that used to belong to us many moons ago you know virginia georgia south carolina north carolina i would love to fucking go down there i've got mates in richmond in uh, i think that's in virginia isn't it so i would love to go there i just love their accents i went to a wedding once which was it actually the other side of the states it was uh it was near uh, fuck where was it portland in oregon and uh, i and, and a lot of the bride's friends were from south carolina and i just honestly i got the horn for them all i loved their accents they were they were they were southern bells they were great anyway i'm massively digressing here uh so i i I okay do you want me to do this jake or do, do shall we let you do it and, and i'll just correct you
1: okay, no uh, let me do the, the richard attenborough thing first okay um he uh, was a Chelsea fan, and when he did Brighton Rock, which was a big 1940s, uh, late 1940s film in which he starred fantastically, it's a great, great film. And um, the first Doctor Who, William Hartnell, was in it as well. Yeah. Um, we're going slightly ahead of ourselves here by doing Great Escape, but thank you. But it's good of you. Thank you for giving me that background music. But um, uh, he trained for it with the Chelsea team. And, uh, uh, and that was given a great deal of publicity. And he used to sit in the stand uh, next to my dad, who was a very well-known actor called Sam Kidd, and another actor called John Mills, um, who was another big black-and-white film.
0: Lived in uh, Chelsea, very near the ground. Absolutely.
1: And um, his son watched as well. Uh, um, I remember he used to sit in front of us. Um, but anyway, um, he became a director, Richard Attenborough, and he lent money to the club um, especially during the period when we weren't doing very well after the uh, building of the stand, and in the period where it was all falling apart, he was um, leaking money into the club. Well, the club was leaking money, and he was loaning money, and he, in the end, loaned a million, um, but uh, which he never asked back. Asked for back, he just had a couple of seats, which in fact he doesn't have anymore. Uh, his his son is slightly annoyed by the fact that the uh, the new owners don't want him to have the seats anymore, but. Um, uh i think actually it was before that to be fair but anyway um he was also a great director um a great film director as well as being a terrific actor he he and he obviously directed Gandhi, um which was a su- superb film and an enormous success and uh, epic um an epic film and co- uh, correspondingly because of his his great acting roles and his brilliance as a director um he was made a sir and he was knighted. And then over to you, Chidge, as to how, after having become a knight, he could then become a lord.
0: Well, he wouldn't be the first. There are, in fact, um, knights of the realm uh, who are uh, already, you know, serve as as, as, as MPs, in fact. Uh, um, I in think both of Keir Starmer is a knight, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to say at this juncture that being knighted is is a much lower honour than a than a uh, baron- baronetcy, which is what they are known as, if you are ennobled as a lord in the House of Lords. Now, there are two types of lords in the House of Lords, uh, which is the adjacent house to the House of Commons, the commoners, the non-titled people, the plebs, also known as Members of Parliament. Now, the two types of lords are uh, hereditary peers and life peers. So the hereditaries are basically people who were given uh, baronies by medieval kings, going back down the centuries, and usually have a lot of land, uh, which they then pass on to their offspring, and it carries on and on and on forever. And they've, or they, they used to make up the House of Lords uh, when we had a very early uh, Parliament, as you know. Parliament's been going longer than it's the mother of all parliaments. So this has been going on for like, you know, 7 800 years more. Uh it all changed. Uh, I don't know when it changed actually, but the other the other other part of the House of Lords is made up by what they call life peers. So you get ennobled for um service basically. So for example, every year the government and all the other political parties, so usually the Liberal Democrats and the Labour Party, get to select um, a a, a number of people that they feel have worked hard, have been good parliamentarians, have served the community in some way, or uh, have some expertise, some really interesting life experience, which would add to the colour and the experience and the knowledge of the House of Lords. Because the House of Lords is like your Senate House, really. It's the upper chamber. So what happens is that the Parliament and the MPs debate and uh, put into action um bills so you know they they uh so i don't know let's say abolishing channel four which is one of the tv stations here that would have been a bill and it needs to get ascended to being an act of parliament and before it does that it has to get scrutinized by the lords the house of lords so that's why they have a lot of people in there who have you know what they like to call relevant um expertise in so many different areas and then the, let's say the Lords go, yeah, yeah, that's all right. We've got a few amendments to make, but otherwise that's all right. Then it gets made into an act of Parliament, which is like a legal document, which has to be agreed by the King. Now, where does this uh, relate to Dickie Attenborough? Well, Dickie Attenborough had a huge amount of life experience and knowledge and expertise. So I would imagine he was made a life peer for services, I would imagine, to uh, to to the movies, to, to filmmaking in this country and you know he was he was very active in promoting that and making it a very successful uh successful industry and um i don't tell a lot of people this but i shall now tell you i shall now reveal my true self takes off Scooby-Doo mask uh but my father was a, a member of parliament for about 10 years uh he was a liberal democrat uh, mp and uh when he retired um he was ennobled and became lord chigi of Hamble Larice. Uh, but sadly, he's now passed away, passed away a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. But um afraid it's not a hereditary title. So you, you're not speaking to the second Lord Chidge, although many people still call me Lord Chidge anyway for obvious reasons. But uh, I have a title, but not Lordship. I'm not a baron, I'm afraid. But there and you go. I've
1: ennobled because of my uh, my services to the the podcast.
0: You are, but you see, you're a duke. Dukes, dukes. I think a dukedom um, is secondary. It's the it, you, you. This is there is a real hierarchy: king, and then duke. So it's king, then duke, then I think it's uh, barons.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know. So my my higher than you then. You
0: are, of course, you are. Okay. But in real life, I I am you know I am titled, and you are not.
1: In real life, you're much higher
0: than I am. I okay. am. I'm honourable.
1: I know my place.
0: Whereas I am honourable, which is, you know, a contradiction in terms of if there was one. Dishonourable would probably be more apt. But there you go, Jeff. You finally got it out of me. Well done. And I look forward to seeing you in Atlanta, Georgia. I, I would love. Do you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to go out there and do a, a, a tour of a lot of the uh, Civil War uh, historical sites because I'm quite into that stuff. But there you go. All right, Um, what a weird diversion. Right, Um, JK, next email.
1: Teo, good morning, gentlemen of the pod. A brief email to share a chant. I whisked up listening to your off-the-post pod with some inspiration from the omnipotent JK. Well, sadly, sadly, I think it should be the the impotent JK. But never mind. Here it goes, the tune of Frigging in the Frigging. Generic, but it works. Uh, Klopp went down to Brighton to try to sign Casino. Moises said, fuck off, Klopp. I'll play for Pochettino. It's good.
0: Yeah. It's
1: brief. It's brief. It's, pay. Uh, hey. hey, Got Some traction there.
0: Klopp went down to Brighton to try to sign Caicedo. Moises said, fuck off, Klopp. I'll play for Pochettino. Pochettino. Friggin' in the riggin', friggin' in the riggin', friggin' in the riggin', because there's fuck all else to do. Great song. Yeah, okay. There's more.
1: Hope you all enjoyed the game last night. We won a fucking home game. And Starling Bloody Sterling is our blessed man. No, that, to... that
0: isn't part of the song. I haven't got any more. No, no, that's that's not part of the song. Hope you all enjoyed the game yeah, last oh, night. No, there wasn't. I thought you said
1: there was more. No, no, I no. There's you...
0: more email.
1: No, I knew that. I just thought you wanted me to sing it. in the...
0: Well, if yeah. you want.
1: Yeah, and I didn't want to. No, but you you said there's more. So I thought, oh, he wants me to carry on. All right, then. Um, uh, it's good. That's good, though. I bet Pochettino, because it's a bit of a, not quite a rhyme, though, is it really, um, Mateo? Mopo. Yeah, Mopo, yeah.
0: Fuck off, Clop, I'll play for Mopo.
1: No, 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 that's the Scansion. That's the sign no. for Cus. Okay. I'll play for Pochettino. It's, so, uh, it's, yeah, you know, it's, by it's, uh, hey, hey, uh, you know, I'm a bit disappointed that Pochettino. What's that? Song.
0: Remember the Cascarino song? Um,
1: uh, who put the ball in the English net Tony Cascarino no there's put- another one
0: there's another one we used to sing uh, uh, but Cascarino Pochettino they yeah, rhyme yeah. so whatever we use for the Cascarino song we could use for the Pochettino yeah. one
1: and the Pochettino song is now that um, um, uh, d- uh, not Deeper and Down the other one uh, uh, the one I sang the other day um, which I've forgotten already <laughs> it made such an impact on that um <laughs> Um, but no, I, I just think. But then you then hear it being sung on the Saturday at other grounds. You just think, oh please, come on, mate, let's have something original. Can we not think of something? I really. This is why I love all of this stuff coming through here because they're original, aren't they? But how do you get them going? You can't. They, it's a group of blokes decide they're going to sing it and they sing it regularly and it takes off. You know,
0: we've got we've got Mark, uh, me in the house, who's reminded me, we won't use the line. He wasn't fit to shovel shit from one place to another. <laughs> yes, yes. I've got, I, I can't remember the song, Mark. Next time I see you, you have to tell me. Uh, right. Have you finished uh, Matteo's I, email?
1: I hope, you all, I hope you all enjoyed the game last night. We won a fucking home game. Sterling, bloody Sterling, is our best player, not to mention the silken class of the magic Enzo and the great centre forward play of Jackson. And yes, I am for real. No, we agree with you completely, Matteo. <laughs> <laughs> we, we agree. Absolutely. We, do. we agree. All the best, gentleman. Oh, there's only one of us is a gentleman. Okay. Gentlemen. kind regards, Mateo. Which one is it, Chidge? Which one is the gentleman?
0: Oh, well, I, I think it would have to be me. I think so. I is, agree. Is, is it, I, I am entitled in more ways than one. Hey, much more. Cheers. Cheers. OK, James Giffin. Welcome back, gents, and possibly lady. Uh, J- are you a lady, Hi. JK? You like, I can be. What do you want? Uh, can you do your best, lady? Hello. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> Well, that was a bit better, wasn't it? Uh, good interplay, good rhythm, and some nicely taken goals. I'm really, really looking forward to what this young team can do. Jackson is something you rarely see in a Chelsea centre-forward position. Yeah, he can score. Oh, no, no, hunger. Uh, his eagerness and overall effort is what we have missed for years. If we can work a way to have him not so isolated, which, of course, was the the main plan, wasn't it, with Nkunku? Uh, I think we have a real play- player there who can lead the line for years. Uh, the Luton result was weirdly secondary to what the two Baldy wankers were up to in the Spurs match last season. I mean, we all knew there was corruption, but it's very rare you hear anyone admit it, unless they're completely stupid and narcissistic like Mike Dean. But there you go. Uh, I've held the opinion since the infamous Barca game in 2009, a fellow Baldy was in charge of that game, too. refs have an idea of what they want to happen for entertainment reasons, helping their mate out reasons, or could well be financial reasons. I floated this idea ages ago to whoever would listen. On match day at VAR HQ, there has to be a club representative, the tea lady, head scout, doesn't matter. There has to be someone there with a gaffer tape over their mouth so they don't influence the VAR folk, but just to listen if there isn't anything predictably dodgy going on. Will they do it? of course not it's jobs for the boys and they want to keep it that way all the best from down under james giffin james i said uh, i said in our our monday show or our tuesday show this week that the only way to deal with this is that that what is said between the referee and the var referee is audible to everybody in the stadium and watching at home and that's the only way they can't get away with it because they will be held account by their public utterances and it'll be above board and it will be fair and it won't be bent. Am I right, JK?
1: Yeah. yeah. But if they refuse, you could just have
0: an independent... Then fuck VAR. I mean, I would make it... you. If, if you're going to have VAR, this is how it has to be. If if you won't do it, then we won't have it.
1: But well, then the trouble is, is you'll be watching all the errors that the referees make and uh, because because TV has become so much more intrusive. I mean, you know, this is what
0: this is what I find
1: camera angles seven camera yeah. angles.
0: There. This is what I find staggering. TV funds the game. The people who run the game of football in this country are Sky and TNT, and and, and, and I mean that's basically it. They run the football in this country. They fund it. So if I'm you know the head of uh, head of sport, head of football, or whatever it is at Sky, I'm saying right, chaps. You make us pay these billions of pounds for the product. Well, as we're paying for it, we insist that if you're going to have VAR, then it needs to be audible to the TV and the match day audience. If you don't do that, you can stick the money up your arse, mate. Then how has the tail ended up wagging
1: the dog? How is it that they have become so um, unimpeachable?
0: I have no idea. It's a mystery, isn't it? it? It it makes no rational sense whatsoever, does it? No. You know how on earth have they wielded so much power?
1: They're still wielding it. You yeah. know the errors were made at the weekend, where where it's almost as if they've become a kind of because they make a decision, the commentators go along with it. Oh VAR. Right. Like Sorry, and they've said. I've got no. I've
0: got a VAR interruption. Oh yeah, from Mark. Yeah. It's the Tina Turner. Don't don't need another hero. We don't need another hero. We've got Tony Cascarino Oh wow! Yeah, we've got wow. Maurizio Pochettino. Quite scan though, does it? We yeah. don't need another hero. Maurizio
1: Pochettino. No, it doesn't. You see, we've got we've got we've got, got Pochettino. Way. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. we don't need another hero. We've, we've got, got
0: Pochettino. Pochettino.
1: We don't need another hero. We've got party. it Still doesn't quite, you know. We've because it was we've got Tony. It was da 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 da. Tony Cascarino. We've got
0: fucking Pochettino. Hey, hey, Chidge, <laughs> Chid. stumbled on it.
1: Stumbled on we it. We
0: don't need another hero. We've got fucking Pochettino. Yeah, you gotta have a swear oh. word in there. It's a Chelsea song.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it, Chidge. I'm gonna try and start that.
0: Yeah, love it. Well, not
1: not probably in, uh, oh, in Aussies. Aussies. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely
0: in Aussies. Definitely probably away. Probably away. Just go... This is how you do it in Aussies. This is the style of Aussies. We don't need another hero. We've got... <laughs> Pochettino. Yeah? It's about the size of it, isn't it?
1: No, it would be... We don't need another hero. We've got... Could you hand me that venison
0: pie? <laughs> what do you mean you don't do venison pies anymore? You don't do it anymore. Bolty pies? Bolte-pies. yeah all right mate um james great email lovely to hear from you mate and hope all is well down under right uh, last of course by no means least the absolutely indefatigable legend of winchester city fandom my favorite person still yet to have a drink with him or watch a winchester match they beat hay they beat hayes and yetting last week they were one nil down at half time and they won 3-1 have it up the citizens. Anyway, I think he might tell us that I might have stolen his thunder. But anyway, sorry, George, I was excited. J.K., all all yours.
1: No, it's oh, it's me. Yes, it is. I'm so sorry, George. So sorry. Did Chiji J.K. and guest? George, there's no guest. The guest is there gone. was last week. It was last week, but not this week. It's just we two. Um, it's good to win again, even if it was against Luton. Yes, all right. We keep saying that. Yes, but you know, hey. Mm, was only Luton, but we actually looked dangerous going forward. I mean, Sheffield United gave City a hard time, you yeah, know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Rahim looked like the rhyme sterling we thought we were getting. Yes. Nicholas Jackson got off the mark too. It's just a pity half the screens in the White Horse have been taken over by meaningless meaningless egg- oh, What is that? Rugby and people constantly stopping in front of it for no valid reason. In my opinion, anyone who does that should be chucked out. To make things even better, Arsenal fucked it against ten men. Whoop! Man United were made to look ordinary by Nottingham Forest. Man United look ordinary anyway. Um, I got three spot-on predictions, uh, which I had, and Winchester City won 3-1 at Hayes and Yedding. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mick Lynch's mob stopped me from going. I had to go to Aldershot instead, and we had to use Hayes' 90-second highlights after our VEO was sabotaged by a downpour. Here's to victory over Salisbury on Monday. I noticed Liverpool have just got a jammy win at Newcastle, too. Very interesting that Mike Dean has just dropped a bombshell. I would love it if everything we suspected turned out to be true and Scotland Yard got involved. Nah. For some reason, refs support UK doesn't seem too willing to comment on it. Funny that. Yes, it is. Till next time, up the Yay! George Spencer. Well done, George. Very good. Yes, Ref Support UK. Um, they spoke. They should be commenting, shouldn't they? Really, but um, they bottled uh, it.
0: Bottled it because b- to... look, they're protecting their mates. Of course, they are wankers. Uh, but as I say, nobody's coming on
1: Mike Dean's Mike Dean's uh, um, turnaround completely. He's just said no, no. It's all been it's all been uh, Miscu- um,
0: misquoted out of context, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and. and and overindulged by the media he said
0: what's that 1984 quote the party would tell you that everything that you knew was a lie and i can't remember but basically the ministry of ministry of truth was in fact the ministry of lies i can't remember a long time since i read it but yeah bullshit mate i mean i tell you what's really really insidious all mike dean is doing is aping what a lot of politicians and political parties have been doing to us for at least the last six years, I suppose, since it came in, just basically telling standout, blatant lies and saying it with so much conviction that it makes... It's gaslighting. That's all it is. So apart from everything else, uh, Mick Dean, Mike Dean, is a gaslighter. So there you go. It is enough to make you question your own sanity, it has to be said. So on that rather toxic point, I fear we have to bid you adieu.
1: Welcome to the end.
0: We are. That's it for this week. Uh, Now, uh, that's all we've got time for tonight. JK and I will be back on Friday Neat, Freedy Neat, September the 1st. Well, 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 September already. Uh, And we'll be back with Dane for a look back at the Caribou Cup match against Wimbledon. Uh, which is on Wednesday night, uh, which will have been and gone by the time you get this podcast, because this will be going out on Thursday. And uh, we'll also be looking ahead to the Nottingham Forest game at home on Saturday. So there you go. Can't wait. Um, Now, uh, as this is in off the post, uh, if you want to join in and have a bit of fun, uh, email or send us a Patreon message or an Instagram post or a tweet, which we will read out on the show. Uh, but if you want to do that, you've got to let me have them by the end of the day Sunday so I can put them all together. The email address is ChelseaFanCast at com, and you can follow the show on older social media at Chelsea FanCast. I'm at Stamford Chidge and Jonathan is at Jonathan Kidd. Are you not, dear boy?
1: I am. K-Y-double-D.
0: Yeah. Mate, as always, absolutely brilliant to see you. I've, I've, we, we have a lot of fun with this in off the post show, don't we?
1: We do. We do. But I'm sorry about my james
0: t kirk no we need see the thing is what people don't realize is that basically we're both bone idol so i just like copy and paste the emails into the script i never read them before you know this is like the, we could have some serious ron burgundy moments on this show couldn't we because we never read them before we get them which i think yeah. is great because of course it is it, authentic isn't it
1: appallingly li- libelous stuff could yeah
0: we, we could because we just read it what was it what was it what was it what was the famous thing that Ron Burgundy said that they used to put on his auto cue and he just read it out. Can you remember what it was? No. I can't remember either. Yeah. I got I got a presenter to say wanker on air once.
1: In a context, what was it?
0: As I can't in, remember.
1: Is the wanker?
0: I got him to read out something that was really quite naughty and 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 he basically I can't I can't remember I can't remember what it was and he his reaction was so visceral to have being duped so badly by me and I was also screaming in his ear as well being a complete wanker as well actually but and he and his reaction was just look at the camera put a, an imaginary gun to his head and go wanker and he did that live on air it was just it was Jeff Norcott or Jeff Nocock as we used to call him oh. yes or oh, I off oh. air I'm going to tell you something really funny about Ian Stone in a minute. Yeah, you'll have to wait. Sorry, keep, peeps, that's not for you. That's just for me and J.K. We've had a lovely time tonight. Thank you so much for y- your emails. Keep sending them in. We, we genuinely love getting them and reading them out, as you probably can tell by this show. Uh, thank you for listening. See you soon. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefully, keep it chills! <laughs>